and welcome to Side Character Quest. This is, as per usual, your DM and host, Ty! Ty! And with me today, again, for the fifth time, I believe? Maybe? Uh, <laughs> it might have been the fifth time. I believe uh, so. Let's see if I can match your energy. Elion! <laughs> well, and joining us also is you, the listener. Hello, listener. I really appreciate you guys being here and joining in. And from the bottom of my heart, wow, oh, wowzers, wowzers. I believe we're probably somewhere around 60 or 70 episodes at this point, which is insane, truly insane, just pure insanity. But anyway, uh, I, I think I'm, I'm at a point right now. I don't know about you, Elion. I don't know how you're feeling. I'm at a point right now that I want to start talking about game shit. Uh, just want to charge right in. Are you feeling good about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, do you have any questions before we uh, start, before we go in? Any questions about what happened last time? Anything like that? Let's see. Um, Meta Goblin was annoyed by a goblin, fed <laughs> some other goblins, uh, talked at Hilda, uh, <laughs> talked with Father Crayon, mostly was talked at by Father Crayon, <laughs> and got ready for a trip. Excellent. When you were talking with Father Crayon, he provided you with a bunch of supplies. Um, those included a map, a saddle. I, I think you've said in the past that you tend to ride bareback, so whether or not you use that saddle, who knows. But he also provided you with, you know, explorer's pack worth of supplies. So any D&D folks out there, that is uh, what they have at their disposal now. Um, it means I have rope and torches. Rope and and rations. Exciting. I think all packs include rations. It just depends on how many rations. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so how about we uh, go ahead and uh, start our travel south. This really feels like it is taking forever, and the wind whipping over the hills hasn't made it any better. Veritas, uh, your mule, Steed, their hooves are coated in this red-orange clay, just like your boots are, um, just like the hem of your robes are, but you have been pushing forward very steadily. How does Deirdre feel, and, and how, how does it feel like traveling solo for the first time? And and just in general, how does Deirdre feel right now? Um, probably a little bit worried about all the stuff that might not get done or might happen while she's gone, but mostly just filled with determination. Gotcha. You are making your way south, south from the crossroads, from your cathedral, from your home. You are going to be meeting up uh, with a old friend of Father Crayon, but you are going to be passing through lands that you have not I assume haven't been through before, or maybe maybe just haven't been to in a long time. And as you have been traveling, uh, the ground has been slowly changing. Um, the the land that surrounds uh, your cathedral is 
like I said, this red clay, these rolling hills. Uh, there's not a lot of plant growth, plant life, um, that sort of thing. But as you have been traveling, the ground has slowly been changing consistency to something more sandy. Uh, the rolling hills have been flattening out. And off in the distance, you have seen, uh, you're, you're seeing these scattered, like wooden knees uh, reaching up into the sky among these sparse grasses, which tells you that you are at the edge of the soft grounds. You have been traveling pretty much all day, and uh, you could potentially push forward, but it is starting to get night. Uh, or, sorry, starting to... <laughs> it's starting to get night. Um, it's starting to get late. It's starting to get a little dark. Do you want to settle in for the night, or do you want to push forward at this point? Uh, does she see a good place to stop? Maybe mm. near a source of water, or... I think roll me a survival... Uh, I feel like that's the appropriate thing. Sounds right. Ooh. Uh, that's only a six. Shit. So as you are making your way towards the, the soft grounds, I'm not sure what has been distracting you, but something ha has made you on edge, and when by the time it has gotten dark and you have decided that, like, oh, okay, I need to get... I need to settle in for the night, it is a little too late to find a good spot to rest. So there, there's not really, you can tell that like, you'd basically just be taking up residence just on some flat, hard ground. There's a, you know, it's a field. So like, presumably if anything was approaching, you were, or uh, while you or Veritas were both awake, like you would see it approaching. So there's that, but yeah, uh, it's, it's, Nothing, nothing great. Nothing, no, uh, no hidey holes, no uh, water source beyond the, the swamp that's maybe a football field away. I'm going to try to figure out how long Guardian the Faith lasts. <laughs> Do it. I like that image in my mind. If it will work, I want it to work. Also, you're going to be taking a long it rest so you get to rave eight back. hours. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, what is Guardian of Faith? I think I misunderstood what it was. A large spectral guardian appears and hovers for the duration in an unoccupied space of your choice that you can see within range. The guardian occupies that space and is indistinct except for a gleaming sword and shield emblazoned with the symbol of your deity. Any creature hostile to you that moves to a space within 10 feet of the Guardian for the first time on a turn must succeed on a dex saving throw. The creature takes 20 in radiant damage on a failed or half on a success. The Guardian vanishes when it has dealt a total of 60 damage. That is insane. Um, I love it. And am about to just, I just want to look up what exactly its, its stats are. Uh... It's a fourth level conjuration, takes one action to cast... That's amazing. It lasts eight hours. It's a fourth level spell, Ty. That's amazing. Wow. Okay. So what is this? What does this look like exactly? Like, so it, it is. It is visible. It is glowing. What is? Tell tell me what it looks like. Beyond just it is a creature with a sword and shield of your deity. I feel like it. Um, you can't see. Like, the only distinct parts of it that you can see are the sword, mm -hmm. shield, and, like, vestments. Cool. And then everything else is basically just, you know, light, 
So it's this this vague uh, thing. Do you, do you have to wear like a a sleep mask or something? No, I get. Could... <laughs> do you know with how bright it is? I mean, she's probably used to sleeping in light areas. She's probably had to That's like fair. travel at night for some missions and sleep during the day. Do you think this is a thing that you and uh, that you and father like do a lot, where you rather than having one of you stand guard, you cast the spell to like watch yourselves as you're you're traveling? Probably, but okay. um, she's also spent like she's trained on taking watches. Yeah. So, like, they'd probably have that as a backup. Gotcha. And then once it, once father was like, "Yeah, kid, we're fine. It, you know how to take a watch if you need to. <laughs> You're not gonna like fall asleep in the middle of your watch. You're good. We can just guardian of faith it up." All right, I love that. So you, uh, do you do you basically just like roll out a? Roll out a, a bedroll uh, next to Veritas and and just take a nap next to this uh, this guardian of faith. Yep, I take a good long rest, which luckily replenishes the spell that I just <laughs> used to cast the guardian of faith. All right, so I'm going to roll something real quick with these nifty nifty difty uh, glow in the dark mini dice from our friends over at Unnatural Twenties. We're kind enough to send them my way. I'm very much enjoying them. Uh, they arrived literally like an hour and a half before we started recording. Nice. So that was great. All right, one second. Okay, so during the the night, uh, maybe four in the morning, something like that. So I imagine you probably wake up pretty early in the day, but not quite that early. So <laughs> you're you've you've gotten a lot of your rest. You hear? Actually, no. Just roll me a perception check. Will do. Why am I rolling so poorly? That's an 11. Okay, that is that is plenty. So uh, basically I was just trying to see whether when you like wake up, you were aware enough to look around. And I feel like that like <laughs> 10, 10 is enough because you're in a big open space. So if anything was approaching, you'd be able to see it. And um, as you, you sort of like stir a little bit, you look around and the, the space around you is, is lit by the celestial guardian that you have next to you. And looking off in the distance in the the morning light or the light cast by this guardian of faith, you see a small figure darting away from your camp, just sort of turning and, and scuffling away. Um, they're sort of low to the ground as if they were trying not to be seen or heard. And, and they're on the other side of Veritas from you. So it looked like they were maybe trying to sneak up on you unawares. Does it look like it had been attacked? The Veritas or the... Oh, 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 no. you mean like by the Guardian? Yeah. Uh, uh, I would say you, you don't see any sign that it it was, no. Does it look like it had gotten within 10 feet of me? Uh, you feel like if that had happened, there would have been more sound of the Guardian reacting. Okay, well, she'd probably be all like, did it just not get close enough, or is it not hostile? If that goblin stowed away, I swear. <laughs> As you were thinking that, you look a little bit more closely, and you can recognize that this is the form of a goblin. Hmm. Is it still moving away from me? Yes, but more slowly, and then as you're sort of watching... Are, are you pretending to... 
be asleep still, or are you? No, I'm like, just sitting there. <laughs> I think that it, it you see it sort of like turn and look over its shoulder, and then as it sees that you're not like that, nothing is happening. It slows and then stops, and then turns and looks towards you, and then waves. <sighs> She just sits there. <laughs> just like, she just woke up. Like, she's alert enough <laughs> that she early. could fight. Yeah. She could fight. Mm-hmm. She's trained to, like, protect herself as soon as she awakes. Mm-hmm. She has not trained to be friendly <laughs> to wandering goblins as That's soon fair. as she wakes up. <laughs> As you're you're sort of watching, bleary-eyed, this guardian figure hovering behind you with the sword and shield, like, facing towards this goblin. Uh, so, uh, it, so it's just, like, Veritas, you sort of sitting up behind Veritas, and then this big glowing creature. I imagine it hums softly. Yes, yes. It's kind of like a noise machine. Helps you really, it helps you really sleep. That, that just undercurrent of sound really just like suit is very soothing. Um, <laughs> but uh, the figure starts walking forward and uh, you recognize that it is indeed Mads from the cathedral. And uh, as they approach, they stop maybe 20 feet away and sort of rock back and forth on their feet. Morning. How you doing? You could have waited a couple hours. Yeah, I suppose. Um, that's a fierce one. Summon yourself a little, uh, Ifrit or something? Elemental kind of deal? What's going on? It is created by Thok. Hmm. To right. protect me. Alright, uh... Okay, um, nice. Oh, I guess I'll, uh, see you in the morning. And, uh, he plops down right where he is and then curls up on it, or they, they curl up on their side and, uh, <laughs> go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> she lies down, but I don't think she falls back into a heavy sleep. <laughs> now she has to worry about this kid. Um, <laughs> Uh, a couple hours later, when do you think that you get up? Do you think you get up at your usual wake-up time? And if so, like, when do you usually get up? Probably sunrise. Probably sunrise, so maybe, like, uh, six or seven, something like that. Yeah, depending on the season. <laughs> yeah. So probably right around right around uh, six o'clock, 6.30, something like that, you get up and uh, look around, and you see that the Mads is not sitting where they were sitting yesterday or last night. I guess this morning, <laughs> a few hours ago, and you hear some slight scuffling. Um, oh, also, I guess your guardian of faith has dissipated by this point. Yeah, because it's been been eight hours, and you see Mads messing around with some some scrub brush. Then he turns around and uh, walks over to you and Veritas. Morning. So, uh, how you doing? Ah, oh, better now that the sun's up. Right. I'm very... Why did you follow me? Well, um, here's the thing. You're... Hear me out. You're a wizard, and I think I could be a great apprentice. I think that I could learn everything you have to teach, and then I, 
also could be a wizard. Right? Uh, Before you say first, anything. First of all. Yeah, okay. I'm not a wizard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second of all, I'm not in the market for an apprentice. Do you have a third? Third is, I'm sure you could be a great wizard, but I don't have anything to teach. All right. Well, I understand that not everyone's a teacher, but I'm very good at learning by observation. See, I saw that you, here... Gestures over towards you and Veritas. You have yourself a familiar, all right? So, I got myself a familiar too. Oh no! And uh, he pulls out. Uh, so this whole time, they've... is it a lizard? <laughs> no, this whole time uh, they've been sort of like holding something that's been like squirming a little bit under their uh, their jacket. Oh, and no. uh, right as they say that, um, a little uh, white furred face pops out, and a, you see the the little black eyes of a possum underneath their their jacket. Oh, no, never mind. I love this. <laughs> yes, is amazing. On account of how ama- amazing he is. He's my possum. He's my familiar. He's a delight. And I think you'll love him. And I think that you and I will be a great team. Fun fact about Deirdre. <laughs> loves animals. <laughs> Not fond of other people. <laughs> yeah, I see it in your eyes. You look very excited. I think I've sold her. I'm sure there's no way I can convince you to turn around and go back to your caravan. Mm Mm-hmm. They won't have me. (laughs) He says with a huge (laughs) smile on his face. (laughs) Why not? What did you do? I couldn't say. (laughs) It just generally... Apparently not likable. Okay. <laughs> if Deer if Deirdre were an anyway person, this is where her anyway would be. But instead, she just turns and starts packing up her things. <laughs> Love it. At this point, you start packing up your stuff. Um, just sort of get it all into your your saddlebags, I assume, on Veritas, your lovely mule, and you are going to have to be preparing to cross the soft grounds. So what are these soft grounds? Uh, I guess you can roll me either a nature check or a history check, depending on which you want to argue for. Well, I'm better at history, probably because she's gotten a lot of book learning. Okay. That'll sort of, like, flavor how I answer the question, basically. Okay. Yeah. She's had many lessons in her life. Exactly, yeah. She's actually... Very smart. <laughs> yeah, the DC is, is just 10 on this. It's it's pretty pretty low. Well, good news. That's a 10 on the die, 16 total. Yeah! All right, 16 is really good. So the soft grounds are pretty literally named. It is a, a place where the red clay passes away, and instead of it just being this, this straight-up barren land, it forms into this more... It, it's hard to have, find, like, a real-world equivalent, for this as far as places that I know, but it's it goes in these 
patches from being like very sandy to being very swampy, but the land all looks mostly the same. Um, and so you'll be walking along and all of a sudden foot sinks in a good bit to like water and mud. The space all around is, you know, has like those that sparse grass and there's these tall wooden tree like formations uh, basically it looks like cypress knees, but very tall. And because of just the fact that this this place has such a weird, a weird there's, there's it's not really possible to build infrastructure there. Uh, no one has ever tried, as far as you know, in your your knowledge of history, has ever tried to settle there. And you also know that it is incredibly difficult to navigate without any sort of map. Um, without any sort of map, it would just be like, you would be very likely to just sort of step into like very deep, deep mud and just sort of get to a dead end where you can't really go any farther. So yeah, that is that is what you know. If you have a specific question, anything in particular you want to know about it, uh, you can let me know, but uh, that's that's what you get out of that. So the map that father gave me, would that lead me through the soft grounds? Yeah, so um, you take out the, the sort of like map, the leather map case, pop off the cap and uh, review the map. And it's largely been pretty unnecessary up to this point. Like it was, it was basically just head south towards this one spot and then go through the soft grounds and then on the other end, head south some more. There's not a lot of like detail up until you get to the soft grounds. And once there, you're at the soft grounds, it's like this labyrinthine like path that father has like writ, scrawled out for you with like various notes of like, don't go down this way. When you see this knee go, you know, turn off this way. When you see like this spot that's like marked with a, uh, a, a flame etched into the wood, turn this way, blah, 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 so on and so forth. And so that that's all laid out for you in the map, but it's it's very complicated. And so what I'm going to ask you to do now is to roll me a survival check. You will have advantage because you have a map, but this will determine like how well you are able to uh, make your way through this path. Oh boy, oh here we go. Well, one of those is the a 12 and the other's a nat 20. Fuck yeah! Oh man, that's excellent. Uh, so I actually, um, in my, my DC value, there would be like, there were things that you could potentially have to deal with if you got under a 10 and then there's stuff you'd have to deal with if you got under a 15. But if you got over a 20, you just get through. Perfect. Yeah, so during this, this uh, coming time, you're basically like, Navigating through um, with Veritas, you pass by, you're, you're traveling for probably uh, probably at least a day of, of going through this, this path, but you know that if you had had to go around this, it would have taken probably weeks just because of how like wide it is, even if it's not tall <laughs> in, in sort of like tall speaking in north-south yeah. um, direction. All the while, uh, Mads is is coming with uh, is following with you. Uh, at one point, they snag a one of your rations and they're chewing on it with uh, with Mason and just having a, a grand old time. And everyone, how many in a times while, do they step in a soft bit? What'd you say? How many times do they step in a soft bit? A number of times, and you always like gr- have to grab their shoulder and pull them out <laughs> because they like start walking point. out of you. <laughs> At a certain point, I just have them sit on Veritas. 
<laughs> uh, delightful. Uh, and at the beginning of, of this whole experience, Mason has been very like wiggly, but about, you know, halfway through the day, they just sort of settle down and are, are like grabbed onto uh, the top of Mad's head and are just sort of right. So it's Veritas, Mads, Mazen uh, in a stack. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so you guys see all of these um, things. I, I think the the thing that makes you decide to pull them over is when they uh, when Mads almost steps on one of the corrupted gators, alligators that's in this area. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That would that would definitely cause that. Yeah, and when you know you you feel like this sort of wave of cold right as Mads is like stepping out ahead of you and their foot starts to go down on a soft spot where there's some water just a thin layer of water and you see directly in front of them this sort of soft blue glow underneath the surface of the water and you grab them pull them back right as this um, alligator bursts out of the water and you just feel this icy chill flow out from uh, their its open mouth as they snap down where Mads had just been, and then it turns and skitters away into the uh, the low marsh. But after that, <laughs> when you put <laughs> put Mads on top of Veritas, the uh, trip goes pretty smoothly, and eventually, you guys end up on the other side of the soft grounds. Hello, and welcome to Minor Character Quest, a special sponsored segment brought to you by Flying Crow Coffee. Flying Crow Coffee, super fresh coffees roasted in tiny batches. Today, we're joined by our old friend Eli, who will be doing a mini quest with his character, who will be doing a minor quest, minor quest, oh, I need to change that in the script, with his character, Shaylee Fleetier. Say hello, Eli. Hello, Eli. Shaylee Fleetier is a level three half-elf cleric who is also a bit of a comedian. Beautiful. Are you ready for your quest, Eli? Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. We find Shaylee in a crowded, bustling inn. There are three dragonborn in full armor playing darts in the corner. There is a man cloaked in shadows drinking a pint of ale. And you have just spotted your waiter spitting your drink. What do you do? How far away is the waiter? The waiter is about three feet away from you. I use my channel divinity, invoke duplicity, and create a <laughs> double of myself behind the the waiter and have it say, excuse me, friend, that's not super nice. Uh, roll me an intimidation check. Uh, we're looking for a 12. That's an 18. That's an 18. This waiter just drops the drink, cries out, and runs from this inn, never to return. Congratulations on surviving your minor character quest. Well, that was fun. Thanks again to Flying Crow Coffee. Make sure to use the discount code SEQ10 at checkout to let them know we sent you, and to get 10% off a single order, or off your first subscription order. Find them at flyingcrowcoffee.com. Back to the show.
After a night's rest in the soft grounds, uh, you continue along following the directions that Father Crayon has uh, gifted you. Um, gifted? That's the wrong word. Uh, but here we are. I said it, so it's it's permanent record now. And off in the distance, past the soft grounds end, uh, you see a grassy plain that is just stretching out. And you also see several structures that from this distance you might have mistaken for natural hills but father's map shows that the one standing alone and directly ahead of you is the home of sage orion orion as you get closer as you finally leave behind the sandy marsh of the soft grounds and make your way into uh the grassy plains the hill that is directly in front of you resolves itself in your vision in your vision uh, and you recognize that it is a large castle or maybe a fort a large stone structure you can see that there's a wall surrounding it uh, maybe two stories tall and you can see that there is an entrance to it uh, that's a large arch uh, with maybe a keystone a uh, keystone at the top with a crest on it and then a large uh, metal portcullis blocking you out uh, what's what's going through? Uh, is there anything going through Deirdre's head at this moment, or should I continue on with the thing? She looks at the map, looks at the thing, looks at the map, nods, continues walking. <laughs> nice. By the way, um, I'm trying to like be better about when I do uh, like long bits of open narrative. I'm gonna like ask you some questions to just sort of like be like, all right. Let's let's sort of see how Deirdre is reacting to this. And I'm and just sitting I'll, here like, wow. <laughs> and I will cut wow, out the part where I like I ask you the question. And that way you're not worried about like interrupting the important narrative stuff. Um, but okay. you're but you still have a chance are able to like give input uh, and, and whatever. So away to the uh, to the right of that main entrance, you can see that the wall that's surrounding this this fortress uh, is broken and there's there's these huge gouges taken out of it as if a battle happened here a long time ago. What do you do at this point? I wonder why they didn't fix the wall. I mean, um, I don't know. Uh, most stuff's broken though, right? I mean, I know your castle's in pretty good shape. You guys keep it nice and tidy, but I haven't seen anything in like. It's a church. What? It's, Your house? Yeah, it's, um, it's a church. It's a cathedral. It's not a castle. Real talk? I think I was too deep in character because I did not even realize I called it a house. Did I call it a house the first time? <laughs> you called it a castle, I think. Oh, castle. Okay. <laughs> oh, yep. Um, whatever you say. Uh, you're the wizard, not me. I'm a cleric. Uh, Yes, all right. Great. I, I don't know how wizard ranks work, but... It, it means I'm not a wizard. Okay, okay. Don't mean to offend. My apologies. Um, so you want to, like, just head on in through the, like, broken shit? No, that feels like a trap. We should go <laughs> to the gate. All right. Uh, so the the gate is this large metal uh, 
portcullis, like I said before, that just has these overlapping metal slats. Like you could stick your arm through, but there's no way that you could just slip through. Even Mads, who's much smaller than you, could not like just slip through these metal slats. The metal's also very rusted. And yeah, um, as you approach, like what is your sort of like, how are you act? How, what are you doing in this moment? Uh, she's looking around trying to see if there's like a pull for a bell to announce that somebody's here or okay um so do you do you like you approach like very close to the the gate yeah okay yeah she, i mean she'll like look around like she's looking at everything to make sure that it's you know one structurally safe stable <laughs> so as you approach uh it, it, Roll me... Well, okay. Roll me a perception check. So you're saying, like, structurally stable. So I'm gonna... just gonna say that. Uh, that would be a 15. Okay. For a 15, um, looking at this gate, you can see that there is a chain. There's sort of, like, a gear work. You can see sort of maybe 10 feet behind that looks like it could potentially still work, could potentially raise the gate. Uh, looks pretty heavy, like maybe it was designed to be operated by two people, two, maybe two guards pulling on at the same time to uh, pull up this gate. You also, you notice various like scratch marks around sort of the, the stone edge of the arch on ground level. And you also- Inside or uh, outside? Outside, on the outside, facing you uh, as, you're, as you're approaching. You're still, you're maybe like 10 feet away from this this gate. Okay. And then at the very top, that keystone piece um, of the arch, you see a crest that features a just it looks like a military cast crest, maybe, or maybe a family crest, and it features a boar. Hmm. Before you uh describe the crest, I was fully thinking of the um Freemason crest. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not that. <laughs> Boar, also good. Boar, also okay. very good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boar, also very good. <laughs> very good, listener. Listener, boar. Listener. <laughs> Wink. 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 But, like, nothing gets triggered as she's walking up. There's, like, she's not looking for traps. Yeah. But <laughs> as you, you continue walking forward, um, when you're maybe... So this, the portcullis is sort of set back a little bit from the edge of the wall. So like if the mm-hmm. if the wall ends, there's maybe two feet farther is the actual metal grate of the portcullis. And when you get to maybe f- five feet from the, the wall as you're, you're walking, stepping forward, a wall of fire bursts up in front of that space and just is sitting maybe eye level with you now, um, just out of nowhere. What's the name of the person that I'm looking for again? Uh, Sage Orion. Sage Orion? Father Crayon sent me? You do not get a response. Uh, You do not hear a response. Um, Mm. Roll me a perception check. That will be... Why do I keep forgetting my perception? That'll be a non-natural 20. Oh, snap. Yeah, um, you recognize a in this moment... A dirty 20. A dirty 20. An unnatural 20. Uh, brought to you Ooh. by unnatural 20s. 
you notice that the fire that is, is maybe five feet in front of you is not giving off any heat. You can hear it, you can see it. It's, it's flickering, it's lifelike, it's real, but there's no, like it's not, it's not as warm as it should be. Hmm. She steps through it. And you step through the other side uh, completely unharmed and are just face to face with this metal gate, which as you step through this wall of fire, the metal gate appears far more broken. Uh, whereas before it had looked rusted, but was more or less this perfect crisscross of metal slats. As you step through the gate, it reveals itself to be like just completely, cr- like very largely corroded with large sections of it bashed in as if by some sort of battering ram or explosion or something. Huge chunks of it have been taken out. Uh, does it look big enough that Veritas would be able to fit through? Yeah, there is a there is a segment on the right side that is like just ju- like it, it is it is a huge portion, maybe a ten foot square, uh, taken out. I uh, kind of poke my I like go halfway through the fire so that I stick out a little bit the other side. Mm-hmm. And I just go, Veritas heal and walk back through. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be an animal handling, which is not a direction I expected this this episode to go. But I mean, I can't see any other way. Does a 14 work considering that me and my mule have a very good bond? Oh, boy. Um, I, I will say that a 14 will work with a firm hand. So, like, you're going to have to go over there and grab them and like walk them through but they're not gonna just like by voice commands walk through they won't fight That's you fine. but yeah so I you- walk back through and I'm like Veritas don't you trust me <laughs> I grab the reins and just walk through uh, how yeah, does Mads and- react to this still on the back of Veritas <laughs> <laughs> Mads is like freaking out oh this is awesome are we going to see a wizard? Oh, I'm so excited. This is so good. This is so good. I'm not entirely sure who we're going to see, but Father sent me here for a reason. So we will continue. <laughs> <laughs> As you step through and see the space, you look around. There's a off to the right where the wall had been broken down. Behind that is just a pit with wooden spikes sticking out of it to sort of uh, dissuade any uh, intruders onto the space. Other than that, there is it's a pretty open, uh, empty space in this area. There's maybe a, a wagon, maybe a spot to hook up some uh, horses, but there's none there. And in the center of this, this space, there are two towers. Uh, the one on the left is... Uh, perfectly round, maybe three, four stories tall, something in that in that area, with a thick wooden door on the front of it, just made of this this beautifully carved stone, but also very clearly old and weathered. The one on the right is completely collapsed, and it is you know similar to the the wall that had been burst open. Uh, this this thing is just just covered with rubble. Um, yeah, that's what you see. She kind of looks at the pit, nods a couple times, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Starts walking towards the, uh, well, 
she won't like tie up Veritas where mm-hmm. the hitching post is, but she'll like just lay the reins over the post so Veritas could bolt if he needed to. But he knows to stay here unless something happens. Gotcha. So, um, where's your friend that I was supposed to meet? Alright, I assume we're going to meet somebody here, right? I'm assuming if they're anywhere, they'd be in the Unbroken Tower. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Alright, well, off we go. And uh, Mads does a little twist, um, has hopped off of Veritas, hits the ground. Uh, Mason, like, grips their head very strongly as they, they jump off, and then just sort of walks over to the door um, and swings up their arm and just starts knocking up, 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 up on the, the wooden door of this tower. <sighs> Deirdre sighs. Oi. Walks forward. <laughs> Stands behind Mads. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're coming? I don't know. But we can give them time. There's several floors to this tower. It would take time to walk down those stairs. You notice the sound very, very, it's very quiet. It's very faint, um, oddly muffled. The sound of a door opening and closing off in a direction you're, you're not sure where. And then all is quiet again. Uh, Mads doesn't seem to notice it. Um, and they knock on the door again. Hey, I, here. I grab hey. the back of their shirt and just uh, pull them back uh, about half a foot. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. I'm, I'm, I've got it. I've got it. Come. Come. Okay. I'm going to knock again. You said you wanted to learn from me. Okay. Yep. The first lesson is patience. Okay. You hear that, Mason? Patience. I'm gonna knock again. And right as they they reach <laughs> up to to knock again, <clears throat> you hear a, someone clear their throat right behind you. And uh, I assume you turn around. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And as you t- uh, turn around, you see a tall figure, roughly your height, wearing a uh, long cloak. They have deep orange skin that leans towards uh, the same sort of shade of red as the clay from your home. He looks like he has a a beard that is regularly shaved, but it's showing a few days worth of stubble. Uh, He's about about your height, like I said, uh, and fairly heavily muscled. And he looks at you and, uh, Tilts his, his head and um, says, Well, hello, Master Deirdre. It's been a long time. F- forgive me, uh, Sage Orion? Yes, that is, that is I. I don't recall meeting. I suppose you wouldn't. You were but a small child at the time, whereas I left you with uh, Father Crane. He was kind enough to take your to take care of you. Well, um, won't you come in? Yes, of course. Deirdre and, is thrown off. <laughs> and uh, as he opens up the door uh, to his tower, um, we fade out. 
and I think that's where we're going to end for today. Very nice. Deirdre is so thrown off. She's like, oh no, I don't recall. Because she has mm, some manners ingrained in her mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, authority figures. <laughs> who anybody called Sage something is automatically an authority figure. Yeah. And to have forgotten completely <laughs> that she has ever met them. <laughs> she's like, in her head, she's like, oh no. Oh no, I've disgraced father. I've disgraced Thok. I've disgraced... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, delightful. So do you have any any other... Well, okay. We can, we can talk about that afterwards. So, uh... Elian, where can folks find you if they've really enjoyed listening to you on this show? Well, you can hear my voice on Capes and Japes, uh, where we, me and my friend Olivia talk about comic books. We, I was going to say we just covered this, but this is going to come out in the future. That's okay. I was, I was thinking. We just covered something. (laughs) Uh, At the time of recording, I I very recently listened to the Caves and Japes episode about Constantine, which I I very much enjoyed um, and gave me a lot of, like, just general inspiration. I just, I just really enjoyed it. Um, I will also add just a random comic book thought. Did you ever watch the Constantine TV show, which was not very good as far as I remember, but the actor was such a good casting for that? I have not, but I've seen pictures, and it's like, hmm, that's John Constantine. That's John Constantine. Like, I, I wasn't a fan of the show, but boy, oh boy, did he do a good job. <laughs> oh, it was, it was great. Yeah, that's where you can hear me. <laughs> if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, that's at Racetrack Conlin. Yes, it is a Newsies reference. <laughs> um, yes, that is two Newsies names squished together. Thank you very much. So Conlin is uh, C-O-N-L-O-N, correct? Correct. And Racetrack is how you spell Racetrack. Racetrack yeah. is C-A-T-S-D-O-G-S, correct? That's how you spell racetrack? Cats, dogs? Cats, dogs. Uh, I'm probably going to cut that. Um, <laughs> that's the joy of being an editor. Um, you can cut these stupid things that you say. Uh, well, that's a blooper right there, nah. if I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening uh, once again for, for joining us. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> If you've enjoyed it, please, you know, tell a friend about it. Tell, I swear to God, if you have, if you play D&D with people regularly and you haven't told them about this show so far, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why do you, why do you want to hurt me like that? Uh, but also, you know, tell, tell a friend, uh, send a review on iTunes or the whatever thing you listen on. And uh, also, uh, check out shows on the Scavengers Network. Check out Capes and Japes. Check out your friend's podcast that they told you that they were doing and you keep putting off, but, like, you think it's probably going to be a fun time, but you keep putting off because, like, what if it's not and then you have to tell them? And do you not tell them? Do you tell them which is more rude? Who knows? Oh, goodness. My heart goes out to you. But 
if you don't tell your friends about this show, my heart won't go out to you at all. <laughs> this is dumb. Anyway, with that, I think we're going to hit her pattern on out of here. Dog noise, dog noise, dog noise. <laughs> okay, that was fun. I'm going to stop recording. I am also going to stop recording. Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. mama let me whisper in your ear and tell you about the comedy podcast unnatural 20s do we really want to limit ourselves to just saying we're only a comedy podcast you're right we have a lot to offer like intellectual conversations well did you guys know australia once lost a war entirely to emus do you think emus frown upside down because they're in australia like they're below the equator yeah duh health and fitness pasta is great but you usually have a lot of extras but have no fear thigh warm pasta is here plop the bag of leftover pasta on your thighs and eat those puppies like popcorn we have microwaves i have thighs you know what actually we can never decide what we're going to talk about and that's why we leave the fate of each episode up to the rolls of a d20 so download unnatural 20s on your favorite podcast app and roll with us every monday this is going to get cut and put in the bloopers. I am, I am recording. also now perfectly. recording. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm getting have, attacked. I've uh, taken my mic stand out of the little connector. Okay. This is mic a great stand time to start recording. Removed. Uh, the stand has been removed. Okay. Ah, oh, fuck. No. Where'd my little. Okay, good. I dropped one of my little my little mini mini dice. Oh no. I don't want to lose child. this. I just got them, but I got it. The child. Pobrecito. Can by the way, can you can you hear my chair creaking? Not personally. Okay, good. That doesn't I, mean it's not getting picked up by the microphone. I'm gonna I'm gonna change chairs real quick. I, I'm okay. just paranoid. It would really <laughs> suck. I hate this chair. And it's loud. Ty has left my city now. <laughs> anyway, how are you doing, listeners? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How's the commute going? I hope the traffic's not too bad. How's the weather? Sunny? Raining? Snow? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I hope your commute goes well. It sounds like Ty might be coming back. Oh. False alarm. Read any good books lately? Audiobooks count. Oh, really? Huh. 
No, I've heard that one looks good, but I didn't know a lot about it. Is it more prose or like fancy poetry? Anything? Well, of course, it's something. It's a book. Oh. Oh. Oh, it's Ty coming back. Don't tell him that we were talking about books. This over. Oh, who's that? <laughs> Hi. Hello. There's two of them. Y'all. Y'all. Really? <laughs> oh, very. Both rude and polite. No barking, but but they did they did pop in. <laughs> I love it. It's a couple dogs just walked in. It was very good. They are this sort of expansive. I see the dogs just like the the frame rate is so bad on this video that I just see like a flash of dog form in the doorway, and then it's just like gone. It's it's very good. Yeah, I heard flap flap of the dog door, and then. And I think at that point, at this point in the show, I will probably um, do a little fade out and fade in. And this this is an, a note to future Ty that if, hey, Ty, if you want to put in a ad for something, um, this is a good point to do that. So if you want to put an ad for like Capes and Japes or if you want to put an ad for a Scavengers Network show, hey, just do it. Uh, you've been talking to those flying coffee people or flying crow people. If, if they if they hook you up with a sponsorship, you could put it right here. Be great. Be a good time. Maybe do that. You, you little dummy. Future Ty. Just an idiot. God. I hope I hope you got something good, Ty. <laughs> also, uh, you don't catch familiar. They are Faye. <laughs> they are Faye. That is a possum. That is not a Faye possum. That is just a possum. I'm so sorry, Mads. <laughs> I like that's that this not is... how familiars work. This isn't how wizards work. I like the idea that that's like all going through Deirdre's head, but she's not like saying it. She's just like, mm, this is killing me. I mean, she's also probably like. You know, I haven't studied other forms of magic users in several <laughs> years. I might be recalling the information incorrectly, but I don't think that's how wizards work. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Hey, Mads, I have some books you could read if you can read. Maybe I'll teach you how to read. Uh <laughs> I'm trying to think of like, oh, I, I want to honk. Go ahead. Oh, Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Oh, 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 Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Auto parts. <laughs> um, uh, and, oh, go ahead. I didn't say anything. That oh. was a dog barking next door. <laughs> that was Molly. 